Hello, Kingdom Leaders. This is Renee Carter of Love Renee. Open and honest, a call to leadership. Guys, let me just tell you, this has been a very long ride. This podcast is my very first podcast, and this is my very first episode of Open and Honest Call to Leadership. This podcast has been in the making for years, and I just want to thank God that I finally had the opportunity to give you all my voice and to share with you some of the wisdom that I have learned or all of the wisdom that I have learned over the years. So I'm going to begin every podcast with gratitude. My gratitude for today, I have to say to you, is that I am thanking God for molding me, you know, just shaping me into being the leader that I have become. I want to thank him for the opportunities in my life that have been disappointing, also exciting and influential, but also inspiring. Like I have met some great people throughout my life, man. I've met some people that I've looked at and thought, oh my God, this person is so unhealthy and I won't lead that way. And I've been okay with those relationships, but I've also met some very influential and inspiring people. Um, I also want to thank him for my first leadership gig as a big, big sister. And then for allowing me to use those skills to be a big sister, mother, and friend to those students whom I have served in this lifetime. So, I mean, the people that I've come in contact with and the children that I've come in contact with, I must say that even though I may not have done the best job, I had the opportunity and was given the opportunity to share my life with those kids and with those people so that they could be inspired. I hope that I have inspired someone. And finally, I want to thank him for my husband and my son, you know, for giving me the role of mom and wife leader. Like mom and wife are the two biggest leadership roles I think that I've played that I've been the most fearful of God about because, you know, you think, oh, I don't want to get it wrong. But in all actuality, now that I have evolved in this role, I understand that a part of me being a mom and being a wife is to make me a better person. So I thank God for that. And I also thank God for, you know, my husband, you know, Bobby, who has made the decision and have and I'm humbly honored to be his partner, you know, in this lifetime and playing the role of leader and teacher to our son, Carter. So I am so humble and grateful to God for all of these opportunities that he's afforded me as a leader and not just the community, but in my home and within my family. Uh, thank you, God, so much for those things. So now that we've gotten that gratitude up in there and talking, I can give you all of me and all of my heart into this podcast. And so I'm hoping and praying that that gratitude that I've just shown you, that you can use some of it to really reflect on your life and what God has done for you. So I want to start this podcast also with a scripture from John 30, 330, in which I will then pray afterwards, okay? So the scripture, I'm going to read directly from the NIV version of the Bible. 
He must become greater and I must become less. The one who comes from above is above all. The one who from the earth belongs to the earth and speaks as one from the earth. The one who comes from heaven is above all. Father God, I just want to take this time to ask you to please decrease me and increase you in me so that my words may have an impact on someone and change the life of someone. Father God, I want to ask you in this moment, in this moment right now, to just take over me with the Holy Spirit and to guide me and lead me in the words that I say to my listeners. Thank you, Jesus. Today's message is about the influence that we have on our children or on children that we come in contact with. This is not just a mom and dad podcast. This is a podcast for people who are in contact with children. So you could be a teacher, an administrator, it doesn't matter. You could also be a career coach or a career counselor at a college. But for people who come in contact with children, and I'm going to start this podcast also with another scripture that is based on what I'm going to talk about later on in the in in this particular one okay so this is coming from the book of Matthew from Matthew's 18 1 5 NIV once again at the time the disciples came to Jesus saying who then is greatest in the kingdom of heaven then Jesus called a little child to him set him in the midst of them and said Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will be you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as the little children is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one little child like this in my name also receives me. So God says, I am in your children. So that shows that when they're born, they are with God, okay? That they are full of God and full of joy. And then he goes on in Matthew's 18, 6, 7 and say, whoever causes one of these little children who believes in me to sin, it will be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depths of the sea. Oh, wow. Listen, woe to the world because of offenses for offenses must come. But woe to that man by whom the offenses comes. So we're going to talk today about healing and about what happens once we heal when we come in contact with our children. So this message is going to seem a little bit like it's for mothers and fathers, but I want you to take a, take the time to listen to it and meditate on the words that the podcast is that I'm saying here because these words can be influential in how we address our children, our future. My first question to you in this episode is, how are we present as leaders for our children? Okay, and I'm going to make it plain. If you don't understand what I'm trying to say, let me just make it plain for you. My question is, how do we show up to guide our children? How do we show up for them? What happens when they make a mistake? What happens when they are successful? That's my question to you. How do we show up for them? So I'm going to start by saying children are fascinating human beings to me. We lived in Abu Dhabi for 
four years, almost five years. And when I came back, I decided that I wanted to work with Leadership Matters and that I wanted to pour my heart and soul into teaching people how to lead with love. This is my purpose. So this is what I decided to do. So in order to do that, you got to make a little bit of money. And but you can't in order to have a business, you can't really like you have to put if you're going to work towards your purpose, you're going to have to put more time into your purpose than you are into other things. So what I decided to do was I decided to substitute teach something that could give me some flexibility. Well, I've only ever been a teacher or administrator uh, for the middle and the high school. And as a teacher for a middle and an administrator for the middle and the high school, you only get to always see those children all the time. But for my subbing experience, I decided that I wanted to work with the babies. Like it had been a long time since I had done elementary school. And so I worked with the babies. And I just recall that when I started working with the babies, like every day these kids would show up and they were so happy. And now don't get me wrong, my son is always happy and people always compliment my husband and I about how awesome our kid is. You know, he is always so happy. He is always so, you know, this, he's always smiling. Oh my goodness, you guys are doing a great job. That's nothing but God. But let me ask you a question. What happens when you start working in middle and high school and you start to see that that same joy that you saw in those little babies' faces, that that joy had dissipated somehow from those children's faces in the middle of the high school. Like, where does that happen? Where's the, where's, what happens in life that our children are not experiencing, no longer experiencing the joy that they experience as little children that are presented before disciples as an example of how you are supposed to come to Jesus, right? So, that little sparkle, it goes away somehow, and, and we don't really know, we don't really know where the disconnect happens. I would often ask, what has this child seen that has caused him or her to stop wondering and being fascinated with life? There are a lot of things that we can blame, but as a person who comes in contact and has an influence over a child, we've got to make sure that the impact of who we are is a positive, has a positive effect on our children. Today, I am going to give you three empowering love taps. Three empowering love taps in this episode of Open and Honest Call to Leadership. Now, let me tell you, I am very outspoken and I am very honest with people. And so I am, the way that I present information sometimes, you may like it, you may not like it. But what I'm going to tell you is that everything that I am telling you, I had to receive this from myself. I have had children to ask me, why am I so mean? And when you hear those questions and you hear them crying out for help, you really want to turn it down and you really want to make sure that you be that you are because the goal here is for you to be impactful in a positive way and not to be offensive. God talks about that offense with children. Jesus talked about that offense with children. So here are three empowering love taps for you that I'm going to give you. You can thank me later. The first love tap is we need to empower ourselves as kingdom leaders 
in our homes. Where's our home? You think I'm talking about the building that you live in? No, I am talking about God's temple. I am talking about the body that we are in. We need to empower ourselves as kingdom leaders in our temple, in our home. How do we do this? We need to study the word of God. We need to pray for and with our children and our spouses. We need to meditate on the word of God. And we need to consistently practice gratitude and love. And I'm going to add also two more things to this. We need to demonstrate joy as it is attached to the inside of us and not the outside of this, not the outside of us. So not within this world. I'm going to say this again. We need to demonstrate joy as it is attached to the inside of us and not to the outside of us, not to the outside world. So if we find joy in material things and our children see us finding joy in material things, they will find joy in material things. It's taken away from us. Then what happens? Then our children no longer have joy. And I would beg to even say that it's not even joy that they find. It's not even joy that they find. You know, I think it's some type of some form of happiness, but it's not real joy. Okay. And the last but not least for how we get to empowering ourselves in our temple is to be teachable, to remain teachable, to remain open to the wisdom of God. And many times God gives, pours that wisdom into us and onto us by giving it to our children. They teach us. Our children don't mind saying I'm sorry and apologizing. Our children are humble. They come to us humbly. That's how they are. They come into this world humble, but we also need to come teach, be teachable so that we can receive God's knowledge and wisdom. Okay, the second love tap. We need to respond to our children or the children we come in contact with as servant leaders. We serve them. We serve them. Our spirits serve them. I'm not telling you to go out and start making their plates and stuff. They can make their own plates. That's, an, that's one way to serve them is by allowing them to do for themselves. But I'm talking about the spirit of response rather than reacting, right? Reacting based on what you've seen and not responding based on your heart. That's what I'm talking about. How do we do that? Ask. What do I want them to learn from this experience? When your children fail, you have to ask yourself, what do you want the outcome to be? And no one wants to see their child crushed and destroyed and never wanting to play the sport again or never wanting to do the math again. So we have to be account. We have to hold them accountable. Okay. So that's one thing. We have to hold them accountable, but we also have to hold them accountable with love. All right. So we need to respond to them rather than react to our children's mistakes. Hold ourselves accountable for operating with love and compassion as our children are constantly and consistently learning. So remember that and being patient with them because remember that every time they fail, that this is a part of them living God's truth. This is a part of who they are. Remember, God prepared that for them. God prepared that test so that it could turn into a testimony. Don't make them ashamed and embarrassed by it. 
Give them words of wisdom to help them to move on from it and to move on with that experience. We need to bless our children with the ability to unapologetically fail so that they can become stronger, stronger followers of Christ and, and build their faith. And then hold them accountable for healing and sticking with the process. And we need to teach them to apologize so that you can learn, so that they can learn to receive and give forgiveness. I'm going to say this again because a lot of adults need to know this. We need to teach apology to our children so that they can learn to receive and give for, for and give forgiveness. This is a whole podcast that I've got coming up that I've got planned for you all. This is a whole podcast for you because many of you are walking around holding grudges and your children are watching you walk around and hold grudges with people and they don't understand it and they're receiving this energy and they're learning how to love. Now you may say, I want my children to be forgiving, but then if you're not still talking to Uncle Jim after 25 years in the money situation, then guess what? Your children are not going to learn that because they're going to see what happened with you and Uncle Jim and they're going to internalize it. So part of this is that we, and in order to teach apology, let me just go here. We have to teach people how to apologize so that we can learn to receive and give forgiveness uh, you can't teach apology if you don't apologize. That's just that. You cannot teach it if you don't live it. Okay? So the third and final love tap that I'm going to give you in this episode is that we need to heal ourselves to make this possible, which goes back to number two about teaching apology. We need to heal ourselves to make all of these things possible. We have to get into the arena with our feelings and deal with them and our emotions and deal with them. We can't just keep letting those emotions slide, taking them, putting, in them, putting them into a glass jar and sticking them on the shelf. We have to deal with those emotions. We have to deal with those feelings and we need to rumble with them. We have to self-reflect and evaluate our own hearts. Self-reflect and evaluate our own hearts. My God, we cannot heal unless we do some self-reflecting and opening up our hearts and open up our minds to the things that are really crushing us and, to, and, and give those things an opportunity to heal. Like a lot of times I know that we like to put a bandage over a wound that actually needs stitches. Guys, we've got to heal so that we can help our children to heal. Life will have its bumps and bruises, but we've got to teach kids how to find that internal joy, that internal peace within their hearts, so that they can then learn how to heal, because one day they won't have you. And the last, but definitely not least, is that, oh, let's see again. Oh, I'm sorry, what? Oh, we've got to teach apology. <laughs> we need to teach apology so that we can learn to receive and give and receive and give forgiveness. Apologies and forgiveness are directly linked. You can't pull them apart. Listen, the world is a mess, y'all. The world is a mess, I am telling you. But we have got to live in it. We've got to live in it. And we've got to lead our children through it. And in order to live, lead our children through it, 
We have to be heart healthy individuals. Our children need to grow, but we want them to grow into men and women who are accountable for the way that they treat and live with others. We need them to be accountable for healthy relationships. We need them to be accountable for how they talk to people, how they treat people, how they work with people. We this is this is about them and who they become. I need us to remember one thing, and don't you ever forget it, that this life does not belong to us, and neither do our children. Our children were loaned to us by God. He loaned those babies to us. I was listening to Will and Jada speak on the Red Table Talk, and Will said that our children belong to God, that God created the seed, and that we are the sowers. And I'm thinking, my God, you have got to be kidding me. Like, I've been thinking this all along, that we are simply the gardeners. He is so right. We provide the nourishment and the sunlight. And as scripture says, God has already planned out their very existence. God has already built the seed. We don't get to build the seed. We only get to garden and sow the seed. That's it. But we have to be careful and we need to be diligent and we need to be educated in how we do that. We need to be heart healthy and heart aware. We've got to be self-aware and we've got to be healed. We have to make sure that the soil that our children are growing in is rich and healthy and thick and that they receive the fruit of God's word and that they experience the fruit of God's word through their experiences with us as adults. That's it. We have to. We have to. And if we do not carry healthy soil, then we cannot pour healthy soil around and within our children. This is how they grow. We can't. It's no way. I have empowered you with three love taps. Let's review. Empower ourselves as leaders by digging in and studying and meditating and living the word of God. Responding to our children as servant leaders by healing ourselves and healing ourselves so that we can heal our children. So those are three love taps that I gave you. Let me say this. This is about our future as a country, as a world. In order for us to function as healthy adults and to raise healthy children, we must be in the process of being healed ourselves. Note I did not say we have to be healed because I don't think that we ever truly heal. I think that we find joy and peace at some point but we're always constantly healing. Why? Because the world is always evolving. Why? Because trouble does not last always, but trouble is trouble still comes. You may not have the same trouble as you did yesterday, but when the new trouble comes, how do we respond to it? Okay? And we cannot teach love unless we can give and receive love ourselves. If we cannot give and receive loves, 
There is no way on God's green earth that we can teach and give love to our children. There is no way that our children can experience love when we are unhealthy ourselves. And lastly, in order for us to be in the process of being healed, we must identify and address, we've got to rumble with it, y'all, that which is not healed. That which is not healed. So when I say all of these things that I have said to you all today, I am telling you that in order for you to be a heart-healthy parent, that you have got to A, remain teachable, and B, become a healed individual. Our children need us. The future needs our children. And God needs us to continue to spread and live through his word. All right, once again, this is Renee Carter sounding out of Open and Honest, a call to leadership. I want to thank you again. And I want to encourage you to start the three love taps that we discussed tonight. Peace out. I look forward to the next episode.